All right, so um, we were talking about the fascinating midrash that uh, Bila Marasha uh, tried to, so to speak, bribe Hashem with uh, more carbonos, more sacrifices, as well as uh, more children to be offered to him than what the Avos HaKadoshim did. Uh, Avram only offered a son. Bilam was offering a son and a daughter, uh, as well as it, he was bringing up seven animals on every altar, built seven altars. All of the Avram, Isaac, and Yaakov together built seven altars. That's what we spoke about last time. So, so the Pesach over here in the Neil says, Elif Alofin Yishamshunei. There thousands of thousands are his servants, are serving him. Talking about Hashem over here. Veribo Rivivon Kadmuhi. And tens of thousands of tens of thousands are before him. In other words, this is explaining to us that the angels represented, like the Hashem answers back to Bilam, if I wanted many sacrifices, I would just ask my, my angels, Mikhail and Gavriel, to give to bring me sacrifices, and they could bring me all the all the greatest numbers of sacrifices. It's not about the numbers. Yeah, it, the uh, that's 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 the that's the answer to the Umos Olam is <clears throat> the numbers we can't imagine how many levels and layers of angels and myriads and myriads of them there are, and but the entire thing focuses on Klausel. And like we spoke about last time, that is because it takes one to know one. Yeah, it takes one to know one. Hashem is one. The only way we can acknowledge, we can recognize properly Hashem as being one is if the one recognizing it is himself one. Angels are definitionally not one. Why? Because angels represent different co-hosts in the Bria, different powers, different abilities. Mikhail is the angel over the water. Gavriel is the angel, angel over fire. Between the two of them, there's multiplicity, and you can get uh, many, many, many sub angels over every blade of grass. As I'll say, there's an angel, right? There's so there's cocos bli mispar. There's they're they're without any number. Whereas there has to be one purpose for the creation of the world. What's the purpose for the creation of the world, Morty? That's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to accomplish it. But the purpose of the world is Hashem created the world in order to be native to Zulasa, to do good to something other than Himself. Now that thing, to be a recipient to oneness, is one. In fact, uh, the the morale in a safer. Uh, 
Netzach Yisrael says, Per Gimel says that uh, the whole taina of all the Avodah the the idol worshippers, the people, idol worshippers are fundamentally, and we spoke about this last time, idol worshippers are fundamentally people that believe in different powers, in multiplicity of powers. And What did you say? Well, like uh, you were saying earlier that like the angels are like correspond to like s- some powers or aspects. Yeah. So like, if, uh, what's the difference? Uh, you're like, not you're not worshiping them. Of, uh, of fire versus an angel. Yeah, it's just as bad to to pray to the angel of fire is just as bad. Not, it is absolutely usher to pray or do any service to any angel. It's only we, all of our service is only directed to our Kodesh Baruch Hu himself and none other. Very well pointed out, right? So, so the whole taina of the of the Avodah and of everyone who strays and goes in the wrong direction in life, is they say, well, if you're telling me there's only one God, and the one God, and when we say one, we don't mean one versus two, we mean one that he is absolutely singular, and language of the Der Hashem is that he's poshet. Poshet means without subdivisions, without different components, right? You have a fancy watch, uh, so a fancy watch could be made up of uh, uh, like that, that watch over there. I don't know. That watch probably is not made up of as many parts. Somebody has one of these like fancier, like with the, all the little little more. Do you, what do you have over there? You know, fancy watch. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about. All the little gears spinning around. Oh, it's a fancy watch. Okay, good. Same here. Uh, so, but the point is that uh, that. There's all these things, all these different things. They all come together to work together, but they're all, uh, but, but it's made up of many different parts. Hashem is poshet, means he's absolutely one without any subdivisions, without any parts, yeah, without any limitations. Which is almost impossible that there Hashem says for us to understand what that means. But nonetheless, if that is our claim, say the, say the idol worshippers, then such a oneness has only one will, one singular will, and that will should therefore yield one singular creation. And the fact that we see many creations speaks to a multiplicity of desire, of will. Like I, for example, want many different things. I want food, I also want clothing, and I want a house. Right? So why is it that I, or, or I might uh, have a will to do a good thing to that person and yet at the same time to, I don't know, get something good for myself from somewhere else. Right? And the reason is because I am compound. I'm made up of many different parts. I'm like that watch with all the little moving pieces. And different pieces, each piece has a different property. So my will is even often in conflict with, with, with I have many wills and some of them are in conflict with other ones. Do I want to sleep or do I want to eat? Or do I want to go learn? Yeah. Uh, 
whereas um, whereas by Hashem that he's absolutely one, so he only has one will. And being that he only has one will, so he should create only one thing. The answer is he did create only one thing. And that is Adam. Adam is, again, we have to learn the Derech Hashem properly to really understand this. Everything else is there. I'm going to say one quick phrase, I'm not going to get into it. I'm sure there's lots of questions. Just, this is anyway a tangent already. Everything else is there because since the Adam, since Adam is chaser, is lacking, and that's for a reason, which again, not for now, Der Hashem, Chelek Aleph, Perik Base, Oz Base. Um, so all, everything else is coming to be Mashlim the Adam. It's all there for the Adam. Everything else is there for the Adam. But that's why all of them are numerous, multiplicity. But there's only one singularity, which is the Adam. And that Adam is the expression of the divine will, which is one. One divine will up there, one Adam down here, which is a recipient to the goodness of Hashem. Now, you ask me, well, you say Adam, but um, isn't there 70 nations? So the answer is that after the hate of Adam Rishon, again, look in the Derech Hashem about the different uh, about that, that entire process as described but Adam Arishan uh, fell and that Madrega of Adam was lost and regained only by Avram Avinu. The only person that managed to climb his way back up to Madrega of Adam is Avram Avinu and that's why the Navi says Adam Atem you are Adam and the Gemara Yivamos Darshans, Atem Kurim Adam Vlaumus Olam. You are the only ones that are true. The true Adam is the servant of Hashem. That's what an Adam is. Adam is the recipient to Hashem. Someone who lives in for that. That's 613 mitzvahs. They have a little bit of a Tzuras Adam. They are called Adam. For example, the Mishnah Perkiyavos says, "Beloved is Adam that he's made in the image of God." Beloved of the Jewish people that Hashem, gave, that Hashem gave them the Torah. So you see that the Goyim are called Adam. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, because it's a image of Adam which was blemished and lost partially, but they still have, do have seven mitzvahs Bnei Noah, but not the full, not the full mitzvahs, not the full Torah of what it really takes to be Adam. The entire thing's been a tangent, so like I. It, so I, now I'm coming back to back to over here. Therefore, therefore, all the angels and all the multiplicity and all the goyim, all the nations, all of that cannot truly recognize the oneness of Hashem. The only way to do that is to be Adamatam is Klausel. Klausel and Uma Echad were one nation, and that's the Achdus that right now during this war that the tremendous feeling of Achtus and the importance of feeling the Achtus that we, that we say every day Achenu Kol Beis Yisrael everyone together, the entire nation of, of Klaus Yisrael that is, and we spoke about this last time as well that in order to be able to, to acknowledge Hashem as being one saying Hashem Echad we first have to say Shema Yisrael 
the Shema Yisrael, the one, only once we say Shema Yisrael, we become a member of Yisrael, then we can acknowledge the oneness of Hashem. So that's that's why that's why the the even we discussed uh, that even a Russia who would like to bring a sacrifice to God, seemingly a very nice thing. He wants to acknowledge the, the God, but being that he is a person who lives a world of divisiveness, multiplicity. A Russia is definitionally someone who does what he wants and not what Hashem wants. He thinks there's certain powers, whether it be money or pleasure or whatever it is, that have an independence from the power of the will of Hashem. So therefore, he cannot possibly recognize the oneness of Hashem. And like we said, the entire purpose of the sacrifice of the Karbonus is nothing but the acknowledging, the recognition of the oneness of Hashem. That everything is His. I take a carbon, I give it to Hashem, I, I, I recognize it's all from Hashem, it's all Hashem's. And I furthermore admit that I myself am an Evid of Hashem. Whatever is mine is His. Because since I, since I belong to Hashem, so everything I have belongs to Hashem. And by extension, in a more nuanced way of course, just like the distinction between a tzaddik and a rasha, the tzaddik is a person who lives a life consistent with the oneness of Hashem, and therefore his tefillos are the will of Hashem. Hashem wants his tefillos, and a rasha who lives a life of divisiveness, of many different powers, therefore even a sacrifice he wants to bring is a toeva. So too, we're seeing here in the midrash the comparison that the nations of the world, because they're divided, because there's 70 of them, because they all view the world through a different lens, they cannot properly recognize the oneness of Hashem, and therefore, really, they cannot bring sacrifices to Hashem. Really, what they should do is they should bring sacrifices to us in Yerushalayim, and we will elevate them in the base of Migdash and bring them to Hashem. But it has to be done through our agency. Okay? Because we're we're a, a singular nation in the in, in the world. Okay. Um, next post and dvorum. Kimi goy gadol, asherlo elo kim krovim elav, kashem alokenu bukol koreino lav. That Hashem is close to our tefillos. Why is Hashem close to our tefillos? Because it's like, like the Pasuk and Mishlei we started off with of Zeva Krishoim Toeva, Toeva Hashem, who tefillas Yisharim Rutsono, Hashem wants our tefillos. Why? Because just like Hashem wants to reveal His oneness and His honor and His greatness in the world, it's, so to speak, in Hashem's interest to do that. Now, what does it mean it's in Hashem's interest? Kodesh Baruch Hu is shalim b'chol he's perfect in every way possible, he lacks nothing. You're right. But as we discussed in the Derech Hashem, in 
Chalik Aleph, Perik Base, also Aleph, right? Is the way that Hashem is going to be native to us, the way that Hashem is going to do good to us, is through revealing His honor in the world. In other words, it's called Dveikus. Dveikus, clinging to Hashem. The way that we receive the goodness is through recognizing the source of goodness. Hashem is a source of goodness. By Him being revealed to us, that's how we benefit. So that's what Hashem created this whole world for. For us to receive that goodness. Therefore, anything that will facilitate the revelation of the honor of Hashem, the revelation of the oneness of Hashem in this world, is His desire. That is His will. That's the purpose of the entire existence, is to do that. And therefore, whenever Kalal Yisrael call out to Hashem, and again, it's Kalal Yisrael being the ones that we call out to Hashem, we are recognizing Him as the Adon HaKol, as the master over everything, which is the purpose of the entire creation. So then that's His Ratzim. And that's why it's not, you come, you come to somebody and say, can, can I please have a thousand dollars? Guy's like, all right, but don't come again for at least another couple of weeks. Like, you know, because he really, he'd prefer that you not. He'll help you out, he'll give it to you. But by Kodesh Boruchu, to answer our tefillos, to answer our prayers, on the contrary, the whole purpose of the creation of this world is to reveal his honor, his greatness in the world. And that is done through answering our tefillos. Our tefillos acknowledge him as the Adon HaKol, as the master of everything. When he answers them, that is revealed in the world. And that directly acts as a vehicle for us to recognize Hashem, which is the purpose of the entire creation. Therefore, it's the Rots of Abore. That's why me, Goy Gadol, Hashem is close to us whenever we call out to Him, Hashem is right there listening because He's hoping to hear a genuine, good tefillah which fully acknowledges Him as the Melech HaOlam, as the King over the world. And with that, the tachlis of the world, the purpose of the world is fulfilled. Yes. Good question. Not sure. But I'll tell you something very interesting. You could, because, write me your name, please. Josh. Josh. Yeah, I knew that. Josh, you said something very, very, very interesting. We say, in Ashrei, by letter Kuf, Karov Hashem Lakol Korav. So you say, wait a second, whoever calls out to him, so not, not maybe not just Kalashem, whoever calls out to him. The continuation of the Pasuk is, Karov Hashem Lakol Korav, Asher Yikru Be'emes. Whoever calls out to him, Be'emes. It's a qualification afterwards. In other words, yes, Hashem is close to anyone that calls out, but it has to be Ba'emis. What does it mean Ba'emis? It means you know that He's the only one to be called out to. It's not 
oh, I'll try this number, oh, that number didn't work, okay, here, let me, let me, let me try calling another number. Uh, meantime, while Hashem's number is busy, I'll go worship my Avodah Zorah, and then I'll try again back with Hashem in a couple of hours. That's not Yikru uh, Ba'emes. Ba'emes in truth means that you know that this is the only address. So if you know this is the only address, then that calling out is the purpose of the whole creation. To re- the, through that Hashem can, is revealed as the Adon HaKol, as the master of everything. So then Hashem is close to that. Okay, um, so... And finally, an even bigger Chiddush, says the Navi Yishayim, Vayat Terim Yikra'u, It'll be even before you call out, Vani and I will answer. Old Hamidabrim, you while they're still speaking, Vani and I'm already hearing. Yeah? Now, what does that mean that Hashem is already hearing even before even before we're done saying? It means that if you want something, you're like Grabbing every word, you know, out. If this is what you, is, this is what you want. If it's something that he wants, let him present his case, and then I'll answer. But if it's something that you want, then every word that's coming out is like, oh, perfect. Yes, that's that's what I was hoping you'd say. In other words, to, to understand that this is a voda. We we asked the question last week. We answered it, but I, I want to do it again. The the big question is, a voda means divine service. So in the temple, divine service. That makes sense? Serving. I take a big fat cow, I slaughter it, I bring it, I pour wine libations, um, meal offerings, mincha, right? All these things. Okay, something is positive here, something is being given to the king. But to come and plead and to come and to ask, Where's the avoda in that? How's that? Why is that called avoda? It should be called bakasha. It should be called taking. It should be called asking. But all these sources that we just that we brought are coming to answer this point: that the will of Hashem is to reveal His oneness in the world, and of course that is in order to do good to us in all of our But through our turning to Him with all of our needs, through that, we, we reveal the Malchus Shemayim, we reveal Him as the King, as the Master, and us as being entirely dependent on Him. This Pasuk is quoted in Anita. Okay. So, what is, if it's not too much of a distraction, how is that related to Christ? We'll, we'll table that one. Yeah. Okay. How is that if Hashem is one, but we're Hasar? So, how in the process of us becoming Shalom are we? So, so again, uh, the truth is that that right here in the Siva Avoda is one of the two places that the Maral Mamish 
discusses this incredible Gemara in Pesachim. We're going to get there, the Gemara on Dav Nun Vav, where the sons of Yaakov Avinu surround him and, um, and, and say Shema around him and, 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 and that's what we're quoting over there so right right it's saying so 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 we're literally going to discuss it I don't know where it is um, well the, the, the answer the answer very very short very concisely is that even though each one of us each one of the Shvatim is only one twelfth of the perspectives here it is. It's going to be in Perk Zion, so you're going to have to stick stick with it for a little bit. You have to hang in there, right? But it's worth it. It's worth it. But but Bekitzer is that Yaakov Avinu is called Ish Tam. Tam means what? Wholesome. Wholesome. Shalim. Shalim. To the, to the extent that a man can be. Yeah, and and that's why it's another kavanah. We say Shema Yisrael. Another kavanah says the morale is Yisrael Saba, connecting to Yaakov. But the truth is, the two of them are the same thing. The two Pirushim, the two kavanahs are the same kavanah, in their root. Um, so, and then the twelve Shvatim are all different facets, but through him. Or for us, through Klal Yisrael, we can become an Ishtam. We can become one. Mikam Chesel, Goy Echad Ba'aretz. So we have that Bechinu. It's okay, it's the future as opposed to right now? Well, right now, as a nation, we have, we have a oneness. If all of us together, even as a, I mean, true, but also, but also as a Klal. The Klal, again, we have to talk about it then, but the Klal has a Bechinu of, of oneness. Okay. Now, I don't remember if we disc- began discussing it last week or not, but the Mishnah in the beginning of Perkiavos, uh, the Dvorim Ha'olam Omi. The world stands on three things. Did we, did we discuss that last week? No? Okay. So. That when we say the world stands on these things, it means that without them, the uh, man couldn't exist. Man couldn't live. Right now, if there would be no avoda, there would be no turning to Hashem with our needs. If there would be no recognizing Hashem as the King over the world, then it would be as if kaviyachal man exists by himself. And nothing can exist by itself. Nothing can exist by itself. And the, the reason is very simple. It's the very, very first also of the Derech Hashem. Right? We discussed it then, why it doesn't belong there. The answer is, it's explaining that, like the Rambam says more in the Vuchim, that Hashem's existence is the source for all other existence. There is no existence without Hashem. The concept to exist means the name Yud Kevavke, the name Havaya, the name Shema Etzim, is existence. That's what, that's what the name means. 
everything that was, everything is, everything will be, it all comes from him. So it's impossible, it's impossible to have any existence disconnected from existence. It's a, it's a, it's a term of contradictions. Could I clarify something? So, so suppose like, uh, like there, right now there is no ship. I go and I build this ship and the ship exists. And the ship sets sail, but now that it exists, it doesn't, no longer needs me to. Great question. Great question. Everyone, including the morale, uses that example. They, they, they say literally about a person building with wood, they talk about a carpenter building a house. But perfect example. And then, look, the carpenter could die. His old man, he, he could already die. And, uh, and the house is still standing for another, for another 100 years. The difference is that you're not the source of the existence of this house. The wood already existed before you came there. And even if you planted the trees, all the matter, all the material already existed, exists without you. All you're doing is you're moving things around. You're just taking a piece of wood from here and putting it here. You're just taking a seed, putting it in the ground, then, the, then you're making, you're helping it to draw nutrients from the soil and energy from the sun and whatever it is, right? But the point is, you're never creating anything. Creation is yesh mi'ayin, something from nothing. What, what about like creative creation, say like I write a book, like the book did not exist. Maybe I come up with a as difficult as it is. All Chochmah is, even if you think about it, when we talk about, let's say, I don't know, Einstein theory of relativity, right? It's a very incredible thought that he came up with, right? But if it has any, if it, if it is indeed incredible, if it is indeed good, that it existed much before he ever thought of it. He merely discovered it. He merely uncovered it. If it's a truth, then the truth was always there. Not by, by always, I mean whenever there was time. Yeah. In other words, it's also part of the creation. But we're getting we're getting sidetracked. But but I, I think you I think you I think you hear it. Okay, so. So coming back to over here, the world stands on these three, and by a vote, the world stands on it very simply because it is absolutely essential that man recognize Hashem as the one giving life. That again, a voda, our prayer, is recognition of the Adon Hakol, of the Master of everything. And that brings life into the entire world. The world couldn't exist otherwise. Okay? Now, being that we are here, so the morale, when he brings a, uh, a Midrash, or a Mishnah in this case, uh, he'll, you, he'll address the entire thing. He's not just going to pluck that one little thing. So we'll talk about all three quickly. So these three things that the world stands on, and of course... <clears throat> These three correspond to three parts of man. Three parts of man are man's body, 
man's life force or our emotions, our heart, and our mind. Those are the three ways that our mind, our soul, those are inter interchangeable. Mind and soul are interchangeable. Emotions and life are in interchangeable. If you're on emotions, you're not alive. You're a robot, you're a computer, right? Um, and in the body. And so that, that, that has to exist. That, that has to exist. So there's going to be three pillars that that stands, that, that it exists on. And those are going to be Torah, Vodak, Milos, Kasadam. And those are going to correspond to the three Avos, Avra, Bisek, and Yaakov. Okay. So, obviously, Avram is the one that was Gomel Chesed. He did acts of kindness to other people. He fed them. He gave them a place to wash, to rest, to sleep, whatever it is. He took care of people's goof, their, their, of their physicality. He recognized Hashem as having created our physicality. And like Hashem created our physicality, He wanted to be Mechazek and Mechaye, other people's physicality. Furthermore, the goof, the body, doesn't really have any way of connecting to spirituality, connecting to Hashem. The body is a physical thing. It's that's you're doing that, but the, but the goof is a, is a, is just a, is just a monkey. It's just the same, no different than the body of a monkey. A little bit different, nicer. It's significantly nicer, but 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 in itself, in itself, yeah, the goof. So rather, the existence of the goof is a chesed of Hashem. We're going to see that the that the nefesh, the emotions, or the life force of man can actually have schus, can actually have merit to give itself existence. The neshama or the mind of a person can certainly have schus and similarity to Hashem to continue existing. But the goof doesn't have any of that merit. It relies entirely on chazde Hashem. And therefore, the way that we merit, so to speak, to, that Hashem should be Gomel Chesed to our goof is by being Gomel Chesed to other people's goof. By doing acts of kindness to other people so that me, the connected me, Hashem does acts of kindness to your physicality. Because the physicality itself can't have any real connection. It relies on the kindness of Hashem. The Tfila um, or Avoda is with the nefesh. It's, a, it's an emotional thing. Okay? When you're learning Torah, you're using your head. When you're diving, you're using your heart. Yeah? That's an important thing to recognize. The Pasek says, the nefesh ki yakriz mikam. Right? That when a person brings a carbon, so, so it describes a person bringing a carbon as a nefesh. Because the Chazal Darshan, that means you literally in tefillah, in prayer, just like a poor person bringing a sacrifice, he's maybe, maybe he's hungry. The, the case over there is he's bringing a mincha. A mincha is a, is a meal offering, a bread offering. And he's a poor person. His life depends on bread. 
and he nonetheless brings his life, so to speak, to Hashem, he gives it over to Hashem, so, so too, when a person spills out his emotions, spills out his nefesh to Hashem, in tefillah, in, in recognition of Hashem's kindness and of Hashem's uh, mastership, mastership and our dependency on Him, etc., that is a bringing close of our emotions to Hashem. That's when our emotions get close to Hashem. People that are emotional really can really get into and appreciate tefillah much easier. The more intellectual people are, the more they have to work on tefillah because the intellect and emotions are kind of a, uh, to a certain extent, they're the zero-sum game. They're, they're, uh, they're fighting for control. The truth is that the intellect can significantly elevate the emotions, but no matter where you are, it's always a seesaw. Just the whole seesaw can be raised higher, but it's still going to be a seesaw. The more intellectual you are, that's, that's being active, and emotional is being reactive. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that is so 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 that's in tefillah where our nefesh gets close to Hashem, connects to Hashem, and literally draws life force right there and then, as opposed to the goof, which depends on me doing a chesed to you, and then and then expecting the midah connected midah, Hashem will send chius life into my goof, into my body. Rather, the nefesh directly connects. Nefesh the nefesh brings itself closer to Hashem. You spill out your blood when you bring a sacrifice. You spill the blood of the animal on the altar that represents your own blood. The nefesh, the blood is the, is the is the life force of the of the animal. So that's so our spirit, our emotions, our life force connects to Hashem and literally receives kiyum through that. And then finally is um, is Torah, of course. Torah is you are connecting to the Dvar Hashem, to the Ratzon Hashem. Hashem revealed that He has a certain will for the world. And by understanding that will, connecting to that will, becoming one with that will, so then there's a connection. And that's the third pillar on which the the world stands. And that's Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov was the Ishtam Yoshev Oilum. He was someone who sat tense uh, learning Torah. And uh, that's why Yaakovinu Lomais, Gemara Darshans, that Yaakovinu has a certain level of never dying. He's always connected. He's always connected to Hashem through the, through the Torah. Okay, those are the three pillars. Ad Khan Perak Aleph. We just finished the first Perak of Nesiva Avoda. Congratulations. Time for a minute for some questions. One second. Give a, <laughs> you want to hog the microphone? No? Well, last okay. question. Okay, kind of back last one for the night. Okay, yeah. So, so, so I'm not, uh, not doing anything. Say I have a child. 
like uh, the material, uh, like uh, can you say the same thing like as we said about the house? Or like, yeah, what child? material? Yes or no? Hmm? Material? Yes or no? With the child? I, I, I mean, uh, You're creating the material. Are you creating the material from nothing? Where does the material come from? From food, right? Okay. And not only that, even the neshama you're not creating. Hashem sends down the neshama. All you're doing is you're helping it to come down. That's the only thing. You're literally just taking, just like the lumberjack over there, right? You're helping for the neshama, take the neshama, bring it down, and connect it to all this physicality. Like in his image, at least my understanding is that he gave us the ability to create. Like that's kind of that's what to I a certain think. Oh, that's what you think? Okay. I, well, like that's my understanding. Okay. So, there could be such an understanding, but it would only be to create um, using our free will, and that creation will always be the shutfus with Hashem in partnership. We never create anything ourselves. The only thing we ever do, when we say to create, we mean to facilitate and direct Hashem's power and Hashem's influence to different channels to bring about things. But it's never us doing it disconnected from Hashem. Never. Not for one second. Okay. I would... To a certain extent, not really. I mean, the straightforward, the Gemara in Yavama says, Adam Atem, the positive is Adam Atem, says the Gemara, Atem Karuim Adam Volo Umos Haolom. But they do have some Tzalamalukim. I just told you that Salmon look him. Okay. I'm quoting the morale. I'm quoting the morale there, Chaim. Okay. Okay. Um, fine. Perig. Perig base, we're going to start the second.